You're listening to the Getting Swamped Podcast. Your number one podcast for Florida Gator football. Scared money don't make money. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Getting Swamped. This is none other than your boy, David Soderquist, and happy 4th of July out there for you folks out there, probably on a boat drinking like I'm going to be doing here this weekend. So that's why I've released this podcast a little bit early for you folks, because I'll be out of town, but a bunch of interviews coming your way on this special 4th of July episode of Getting Swamped. So sit back on your boat, whatever you're doing. Maybe you're not even on a boat out somewhere. You're probably just maybe out on your porch watching the fireworks. And if you're watching the fireworks, you can listen to this episode of Getting Swamped because we got a bunch of player interviews for you as well. But first off, a huge recruiting month in the works, which will determine where the Florida Gators recruiting class is headed towards the start of the football season and SEC Media Days on the horizon as well. So we're one step closer to football season and fall practice here, folks. But as I said, a huge recruiting month, and lots of prospects will be making their decisions. I mean, Francis, my Goya, and and I can't say his name right, but you know who I'm talking about, five-star offensive lineman, commits on the 4th of July. The Quavia Sori, 4th of July. Kendrick Folk, July 5th. Peter Woods, July 8th. Treyon Webb, July 11th. Raul Aguirre, July 16th. Peyton Kirkland, July 23rd, Malik Bryant, July 23rd, Joe Nell Aguero, July 23rd. All three of those guys committing on the same day. We've already went over this, discussed this a lot. Derek LeBlanc on the 28th, Jakeem Jackson on the 28th, and John Walker also on the 28th. So that's a lot of prospects that Florida's been in the running for. Uh, Some of them, you know, they're probably going to commit elsewhere. But we got to get some of these guys, man, at least get to get some of these guys. And there could be some surprises here, too, in the month of July as well, because let's look at it. You got Eugene Wilson, who said he's going to release his commitment date, but we don't know when he's committing. Maybe it's this month. Maybe it's August. Maybe it's September. We don't know. But there's another guy that Florida's in the running for. So just a lot of names out there this month. And as I said, it'll determine where Florida's recruiting class could wind up in the future towards December, January, February. So Huge month and Friday Night Lights coming up as well. So we'll see what happens with all of that coming into the month of July. So hopefully we can celebrate a good 4th of July weekend with maybe a commit or two. I don't know, and I'm not going to promise you that because I have no clue. But we'll just wait and see where all these kids wind up going. And actually, we'll see where they wind up by February as well as we've already had one decommitment of the class. Tommy Kinsler decommitted just yesterday at one in the morning. Actually, it was today, but it seemed like yesterday. One in the morning, Tommy Kinsler decommits from the University of Florida. Looks like he might be a Miami lean there, but, you know, Will Miles made a funny joke and said, well, with the decommitment of Tommy Kinsler, our average player ranking actually goes up. So, I mean, if you're uh, if you're one of those guys like me that likes to make a joke in bad times, that is a funny joke to tell because it did make our average player ranking on the 24-7 sports composite go up. So, Decent news there, I guess, but you you never want to lose a big-bodied offensive lineman like him. So it does kind of, it, it's kind of sucky, but at the same time, you know, still plenty of time in the recruiting class. We'll see where we go to fill that spot there. But pushing that all to the side, as I said, tons and tons of player interviews on this episode. And if you missed it, the Gator collective space they had this past Wednesday with Lorenzo Lingard, Naquan Wright, Montrell Johnson, Osiris Torrance, and Kingsley Ego Khan will be recapped on this episode as well, because I know a lot of you listeners out there were not able to listen, or you're, you're just not Twitter people whatsoever. So I will have those interviews up as well. 
But first, I got to have a one-on-one -on -one interview here with Justice Boone on this episode, and we get to learn a little bit more about his life, why he stuck with Florida, and the changes the staff has not only brought upon him, but also this football team. So sit back on this 4th of July weekend, kick back and crack open a cold one as we hear from Boone Station, Justice Boone, on Getting Swamped. All right, folks, joining me today on Getting Swamped, one of the guys on the defensive line, an up-and-comer here by the name of Justice Boone. Justice, how is the weather down there in Gainesville right now? Man, hot. <laughs> it's pretty hot, huh? Is it 90 down there? Uh, it might be a little bit hotter than that. I think it's probably 110. Yeah, we went through a couple of days here. I'm in uh, North Georgia right now, and, and we went through a couple of days that was like 95, 96. I could imagine in Florida, it's probably like 100 or something like that down there. Oh, yeah, I think we up there in numbers for sure. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, so you're actually, you're, you're originally from Sumter, South Carolina. Um, you know, I visited South Carolina a couple of times, but it was more like towards Hilton Head, the beach. It's a pretty nice area over there in Hilton Head. Um what was uh, living in South Carolina like near that uh, Sumter area? Oh, well, really in my city, it ain't too much good going on. Uh, well, not too many places to go out where, I mean, really, uh, you focused on whatever you're doing. Like, you play football, you're really just playing football down there. If you need something else, you really just need that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Uh, some of those, I guess some of the areas in South Carolina have more attractions than the other ones, kind of like Georgia. Like the more north you go in Georgia, there's more attractions, but the more further south you get, it's just more like farmland, country land, and everything else. So uh, I get where you're coming from there. Um, you played at uh, Sumter High School, recorded 52 solo tackles, 96 total tackles, 12 sacks, one forced fumble between 2019 and 2021. Um, what were your high school days like on and off the field? Uh, high school was pretty much like just business. I ain't gonna story like uh, probably my tenth grade year when I really started tapping into football and really started seeing that I was uh, making more progress in football than I did basketball. Uh, I just really like only focused on football. I went to school, practice after football during the summer, had summer workouts, summer workouts, and uh, I really played basketball too. So really, my most of my life just concerned about working and just doing stuff all the time as far as being productive. So you primarily took over football over basketball then, correct? Yeah, I did. But I'm not going to start, though. Basketball was my passion. I, I love yeah. basketball. Football was just easy. I was just, like, kind of naturally aggressive, naturally bigger than everybody. So just, like, it just worked out way easier for me. Yeah, who was your favorite basketball player? Uh, Right now is LeBron James and oh, yeah. John Morant. Uh, really because, you feel me, John Morant from the same city got a Always putting on, can't, can't, uh, can't break away from that. Yeah, that's a no question right there, LeBron James. I figured that would probably be the first pick there. If I was to pick somebody of this generation, I would say LeBron James. I grew up in the Jordan era with Pippen and you know Rodman and all those kind of guys, so I, I used to watch them all the time when I was little. But Michael Jordan was, was a, a hero of mine when I was little. I was a little guy watching it with my dad. He loved the Bulls, so uh, it was really fun and entertaining in the household in those years. Um South Carolina, you had many offers from many different schools, Tennessee, South Carolina, Georgia, all, all the SEC schools pretty much, uh, and even Florida. Uh, it seems like South Carolina and Florida were really pushing you there at the end, coming down the stretch. Um, what made you ultimately pick the University of Florida over staying home in South Carolina over the Gamecocks? Uh, well, for one, 
my mom, she she didn't want me to be so close to home. She wanted me to get an opportunity to get out, see some stuff in the world. I know she regrets it now <laughs> just because of the fact she can't really uh, see me as much as she wants to. Yeah. But uh, because yeah, I didn't want to be too close to home. I wanted to get far. I started trying to do things on my own. Also, I have some uh, some family roots in Jacksonville uh, next to Ferdinand Beach and stuff like that. So I was kind of already connected to Florida a little bit. I just uh, I just wanted to get out and see it for myself. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I'm glad you chose the right school for for us, man, because I'm glad you're here. Uh, so you, you finally get here. You're enrolled. And uh, what's that feeling like to be, man? Like you're finally enrolled. You're in your dorm room. You're a college athlete, full scholarship. What's that feeling like when you first get there, man? Oh, uh, man, it's just unbelievable, especially like coming from where I'm from. Uh, it's not really very rare or very happening every other day. So being in that position, just a blessing. You count to blessings every day. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I saw a, um, God, what, what was it? How much you pay, I guess, for a scholarship at, at Florida? I guess it depends on your major, but it's a lot of money, man. A lot of people don't realize how much money that that is. And uh, really cool to see that, like, you guys, you get a free ride scholarship there. Don't have to worry about student loads. I, I have friends still trying to pay them off, so <laughs> I'm 37. Yeah, no, I think my mom's always telling me about them. And my matter of fact, my tutor is telling me about her student loans. <laughs> so, yeah. I think it's good to get it for free. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, but you, now, you came in here with the last staff, uh, formed the relationship with Dan Mullen and the defensive staff there. Obviously, 2021 happens. Not an easy thing to say goodbye to coaches you form relationships with. Um, tell me what your mind was going through at that point. Or were you, what were you feeling? Uh, well, really through that phase, man, I was just real confused, kind of, uns- kind of really unsure what I was going to do or what the next step was. Uh, looking forward to see who was coming in, seeing whether it was the right fit for me, uh, all kind of stuff like that. More because I didn't really have too much going on last year. I played like uh, two, three games. I was uh, just freshman and stuff like that. So in my head, I'm just like, uh, should I stay and try to put on the show for the guy that's coming in and earn my spot, earn my stripes, or should I you feel me, invest and look into something else that could fit me? And uh, ultimately, I mean, I love what I did. I love it. I love my coaches. I love everything. Yeah, absolutely. So that's pretty much what kept you from transferring then, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, so so Billy Napier, he gets here and uh, fixes a lot of the off-the-field stuff, like the parking tickets and such. And we, we've heard it all, the the nutrition, parking tickets. Uh, what was meeting him for the first time? What were your thoughts of Billy Napier? Uh, actually, it was pretty good because Coach Napier um, – good uh tip right here uh coach napier actually coached in Furman. Furman is in south carolina so oh, yeah. he was familiar what area i was from i had some coaches that i played for that were familiar with him so meet with him i kind of already like heard everything was they know about him already so just meeting him was kind of just putting some icing on the cake seeing that he was a good guy yeah, definitely, man. Uh, I see. I've I've went to a lot of the tours that he's been on, and uh, you can see how just like a he's a really nice, genuine person. Obviously, you know he likes he per, he demands perfection whatever he gets out of uh, a student or anything like that, which is really cool, man. I mean, because you really want the uh, the student athlete to not only be able to perform on the field but outside of the field as well. So he really like kind of sets you up for the future as well. Because a lot of these kids, man. The, the chances of getting to the NFLs, I think, like one percent. If I looked at the statistics already, so if you, yeah, if you don't make it to the NFL, you're already set up for the future. I mean, you got that full ride scholarship as well. So, 
uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the rest of the guys in the rock locker room, uh, I've talked to maybe six or seven or eight of those guys. Uh, what do they feel like Billy Napier? What, what's the general consensus around, around amongst the guys? Uh, well, one thing we can say, we are working like yeah. nonstop, definitely getting that work in. And, uh, it's a lot of repetition, but repetition is what we need. Repetition is, uh, exactly what's going to mold the team and make everything muscle memory where everything is just like practice for us. Like anything in the game, in the field that we step on, it's going to be like practice because we've already been in that position. So everyone thinks it's pretty high from right now, just because he's pushing us to limits. We don't, we've never really touched making us do things that we feel me with that we need to work on. So we feel better as a group and we think we're going to come out this year pretty good. Yeah, I've noticed that uh, a lot of the players have gotten faster. I've seen some of the uh, speed that was, uh, I guess, posted out there. On, uh, I guess a lot of the guys were talking about running like 20, 21 miles an hour out there. And, I'm, man, shoot, I can't even do like 12. So, <laughs> uh, Guys hit some number. I think uh, one of our receivers hit 22 today. Yeah, we flying. Oh, man. I, I think I saw a video. It was a video clip last year of Anthony Richardson. I think he did like 21.5 or something like that. It, that's a fast dude for 240 pounds like that, man. Yeah, for sure. We got speed all over, man. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see it this year, man. Uh, so how are you liking uh, some of the defensive staff, like Sean Spencer, some of those guys? Uh, Coach Spencer, man, that's my guy. I, I can talk Coach Spencer about anything. He done taught us like so much in the in the few little while that he's been here. We've actually been like instead of like some some meetings we go over installs, plays and stuff like that, and then some meetings we just talk straight football. Like, what is the offense in? What kind of formations they are? Where's the back? Where's the tight end? Stuff like that. So he's making us like so advanced that we're gonna have like play recognition in our head before we even before we even start to play like we're not even really worrying about our plays we just like we're really learning about what we can learn about football and I think ultimately that's the best thing because we being able to play with anticipation and uh like that that's gonna up our game that's gonna be able to keep us one step ahead of anybody yeah and there was a lot of talk and in some interviews for the players from last year they were talking about maybe the the playbook being a little bit more difficult is it do you have you gotten into the playbook yet and is it a lot more simpler than it was last year I can't really speak for everybody me personally I'm I'm a hawk so I, I've, I've been in the playbook every day so it's, yeah. it's not that bad but I, I, I put my time in for it yeah, absolutely, man. I love to hear that, man. Uh, has he? What has, kind of fundamentals and or schemes has he brought to y'all? Is it anything new? Uh, yeah, all new stuff. Like almost all new stuff. We go off this little motto: uh, the four minimum stance, alignment, assignment, and get off. Like those, the first things that should be running through your head, like before you do anything: your stance, where you align, your assignment, and getting off the ball. Uh, like I think that right there is just enough, like to just already let you know what kind of mindset we're in, what kind of approach that we're trying to take. Yeah, absolutely. I've also heard a lot about the uh, the weight room. You guys have uh, certain position coaches for each position out there. How much has that benefited you guys, and what is like Mark Hockey like out there? Uh, that's benefiting us a whole lot because we get like individually get to work on certain things we're like yeah we do we all in there as a group uh certain positions stuff like that but like you said we've broken off into certain racks certain positions stuff like that so we all get to focus on like what necessarily d need to do like what kind of workouts d need to do to get strong what kind of workouts receivers need to do to get strong what kind of workouts running backs need to do to get strong with like stuff like that uh we've we've been doing olympic lifts so that's like power cleaning and uh stuff like that 
So all that stuff is helping us just building our body overall rather than focusing on certain areas. And like I said, we do uh, specialize that by position, stuff like that. But in the weight room, we're killing it. <laughs> Who power cleans the most? I need to know about that. Like that that's really hard to do, too, because you're bringing that thing all the way up to your chest, man. Yeah, nah, for sure. I'm not going to lie. Uh I will, I'm just gonna have to give it to Big Dez, uh, Desmond Watson, just because he, he's the biggest dude. Strong, he's the strongest dude on our team right now. So I'm pretty sure he's gonna be the one pulling up the heaviest. Yeah, man, I've been to that Gator Walk a couple times, man. I've seen Gervon walk by, and I'm like, man, that, that's a solid dude. Now I haven't seen Osiris Torrance, but I heard he's pretty big. Him and Cameron Waits are pretty, uh, pretty stacked. Oh, uh, mountains, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a small guy. I'm a small guy, so anybody looks big to me. But when you, I think it was the the first Gator Walk I have ever attended was I believe 2018, and uh, Felipe Franks, that guy was super tall, super big. I was just like, this guy's a quarterback, and I could imagine just getting trucked by this dude, like just probably being a linebacker or safety or something like that. But obviously, like I said, I'm small. You guys know how to deliver the hits and stuff like that, so. I'll leave the, the expertise to y'all. But uh, as far as the weight training goes, have you guys noticed any, like, gains, lean weight gains so far? Yeah, no, nah, we, we, we lean for sure. Uh, one thing that we've been focusing on that uh, I can say that's different from our previous coaches, we've been a lot more involved in our nutrition uh, as far as, like, what's our body weight, what's our body mass, what's our lean, how much lean we have on, how much weight we have. And we've been setting – we've set goals – to be a certain body mass, being a certain a certain weight, uh, have a certain amount of lean on and stuff like that. So I really feel like we 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 up in our game. Like we're gonna we're gonna be good. I mean, we're gonna look good too. Yeah, I I know from everything that I've seen, and, and I've seen some of the videos out there. You guys, they got you guys burning out, all sorts of things. How much has that helped you guys and y'all's endurance? Oh man, I go all day, <laughs> and. That- <laughs> Of, I like all our running conditioning on top of like this Florida weather, man. We we gonna be like bats out of hell, man. <laughs> yeah, I hear that, man. It, it gets hot down there. I can imagine wearing the pads, the helmet on top of that, with the, the, all the Under Armour stuff underneath it, and then getting out there in that like that hundred degree, ninety degree weather, and then consistently having to go out there play. I mean, I guess if your your team's driving the ball, you get a little bit of a rest. But like, if your team scores quick or there's a a three and out or something like that. You're right back out there in the field in those pads. So I could imagine what kind of endurance a football player has to have. I, I see it every Saturday and I'm like, I don't know how these guys do this, especially the basketball players too. the basketball players running up and down the court the whole time. But I could imagine yeah. it's probably even worse with pads and in heat. Nah, big difference. Basketball, shit, football, shit, those two different worlds, man. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and let's talk about uh, Billy Napier. He has these phases, phase one, two, three. I think you guys are on regimen right now uh, before y'all get into fall practice. Uh, what are those phases like? What was the most challenging phase for you? Um, I would really have to say foundation would have to be uh, the challenging. I believe foundation was our first one. Just really because, like I said, these guys are like way different than the past that we had. So when they came in, they came in hard. Like yeah, we were man. running, we were running, doing some things that we just like we never really touched before. So it's like uh, we 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 definitely had to adapt to like the stuff that they was coming in with for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. I could imagine, man. Uh, just the, the the things that I've seen, as I said on videos, there, there's no way I'd be able to do it. I, I would probably burn out in ten seconds. But, but I'm 38 and I'm old, and and I don't run track anymore from being an 18 year old. So that that that's few and far between out the window there. <laughs> All right, man, we're going to end this on a, uh, some football questions, maybe some fun questions here. Uh, what's your, what's been your favorite football game to watch? Uh, my favorite football game to watch. Um, it's your favorite football game of all time. Oh, favorite football game of all time. I would definitely have to say the Auburn, the Florida game. I want to say that I one broke records, uh, for being like the loudest game in college football. Oh yeah. Uh, that game right there was pretty crazy. I'm, I want to be, I want to be, I don't want to be wrong. I want to say it was Cleveland, one of the wide receivers. Uh, he was going crazy and the crowd just like just reacting like everything. It was just, it was a good game. Yeah, that Auburn game. I remember somebody had taken the, the the video. The Florida Gators had showed a video of Michael P. Ryan running in that touchdown, and like it, it is so loud on that camera. I mean, you see it on TV, and they muffle the sound a little bit of the crowd on TV, but you actually get yeah. the crowd feeling when you're there. And I was just like, "Holy crap!" That place just erupted, man. I could imagine how loud it was there. I didn't get to go to that game. I wish I would have, but uh, it, it's just amazing that. Um, you know, you go to these home games and, and Florida Gator fans are just as emotional and passionate as probably any other f- fan base out there, but they're probably even more emotional and passionate. And when that place is packed, it is loud. Uh, the uh, the Alabama game last year, uh, I remember somebody taking a uh, a video of the don't back down when they do it in between the, 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 fourth, where the, the start of the fourth quarter. And that place was loud, just singing the song. I can imagine what it was like during game time when uh, you guys were out there on the field. Yes, now the field's just it's, it's being on the field is so much different because it's like a stadium's like a little bowl. So us being like right in the middle of like a bowl, you can feel all the vibration, all the screens, everything. You can feel it. Yeah, absolutely. I could imagine that obviously probably gives all you guys chills. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we got a Fourth of July coming up, man. Uh, if you got any plans, what are your plans, and uh, what does Fourth of July mean to you, man? Um, I don't, I don't have anything planned specifically. Most likely, it'll probably be something we're doing together with the team. Uh, we we'll probably stay in, stay down here in town and do something together, just cause we probably won't get a chance to get back home or nothing like that. Fourth of July to me, uh, honestly, my parents, my family, we always kind of made up a big deal about Fourth of July. Uh, we always gathered at my house, eat a whole bunch of food and uh, pop firecrackers and all kind of stuff like that. <laughs> so, uh. 4th of July, I would say say it's like more time to be like with your people, like having a reason to celebrate being with your family and stuff like that. Yeah, don't be lighting them fireworks and catching things on fire. Make sure those fireworks are Billy Napier approved before you do it. (laughs) Yeah, I will. We don't don't need anybody getting in trouble, man. Uh, (laughs) What's your hobbies outside of football, man? Uh, Hobbies outside of football, man, what's on the screen? (laughs) I just Uh, play the game. I got a, uh, I got like, I got two dogs. I got a French bulldog, and I got a, uh, I got a pit bull. So, man, they took up all my time outside of football. I was about to say, what's your uh, favorite PS4 game, man? Uh, I would have to definitely grab that photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are some fun yeah. games, man. Me and my brother used to play that all the time back in the day. The Grand Theft Auto would. You could practically do anything in that. I probably can't explain what you can do on that game on this podcast, but you can do a lot in there. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. 
feel like I like playing online. See, online you can actually like you play against actual other players that's on the game. So yeah, yeah, like they can't really speak on, but it's fun though. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, which class uh, out of your curriculum do you like, and why? Which class out of my curriculum? Yeah. Um, I'm taking forensics right now, so I won't really say I like any of them because it's hard, so <laughs> I can't really say. That's right. There is no favorite one. You just got to study for them all, man. I, I hated uh, geometry, man. I was just like, it, it stumped me completely. Geometry was just the worst. Oh, yeah, for sure. Me and math don't mix at all. <laughs> me neither, man. I, I do statistics, though, so I can do pretty basic statistics and all that kind of stuff. But, man, you get me into that geometry measuring stuff. Doing blueprints, yeah, that that ain't working for me. I, I can count money. I can count all day, but. Uh, <laughs> That's right, man. Of, yeah. That's the only thing you need to worry about counting in life anyway is money, and then, then that's how you how you survive there. But uh, one last, man, uh, one last question before we, uh, we get off of here. It's game day. You're running out of the tunnel, and imagine it's just Utah, okay? We'll say that this is going to be the first game of the season. It's Utah. You're running out of that tunnel. What song is Justice Boone listening to in the locker room before he runs out of the tunnel? Uh, I'm going to have to definitely say 32 Freestyle by uh, Baby Drill. I'm pretty sure you probably don't know exactly what it is, but if you <laughs> you probably never heard of him. But it's a, a rapper from Atlanta. He's a, uh, he's pretty good. It's a, it's a turn song, something to get your head bumping. So I'm actually about 20 miles north of Atlanta. I think I've heard that name, but I probably have no clue what that song is. So you said it's 30, it's 32. What what, what was the artist? 32 Freestyle by Baby Drill. Okay. I, I, you know what? I'm going to, just for that, I'm going to download that song and listen to it just because you told me. All right. Tell you, you're going to be in that just like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be doing the funky white boy, man. <laughs> All right, Justice, it's been a pleasure uh, having you on, getting swapped, man, cutting it up with you a little bit, getting to know a little bit more about you. Uh, I always usually end these podcasts with the players, let them say whatever they want to before uh, we end it, or you can just give us a go Gator, something simple like that. What you got, man? Um, keep it short and simple, man. Go Gators. Go Gators. Beat Utah. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, Justice, thank you for joining me on Getting Swamped, man. All right, man, I appreciate you having me. Need a sign for your company, your man cave, your live stream or podcast? Give my guy Brandon White a shout out at White & Sons Wood Carving. He has the best handcrafted signs nationally, all custom fit for your needs. With state-of-the-art paint and epoxy, you can have that glow of your sign too with some custom LEDs as a package as well. Give him a shout out on Twitter at WS Wood Carving. You can also follow him on Twitch and check out his Facebook page at White & Sons Wood Carving. Top of the line signs made from scratch. College programs must be competitive in name, image, and likeness. It impacts current athletes and affects the decisions of recruits. And Gator fans can put Florida at the forefront of NIL. The Gator Collective is leading the charge, uniting fans and student athletes like never before. Commit for exclusive content, interactions, and events which bring you closer than ever to your favorite players. Also, by joining the Gator Collective, you're empowering these student athletes to build relationships and develop skills that go far beyond just making money. You're providing an avenue for these Gators to excel in life. NIL will change the landscape of college sports if we can't be left behind. Gator Nation, do your part by joining the Gator Collective today at www.thegatorcollective.com. 
You're listening to the Getting Swamped Podcast with your host, David Soderquist. Your number one source for all things college football and Florida Gators. All right, that was Justice Boone, another up-and-coming defensive lineman enrollee here for the Florida Gators. And by the way, I did download that song. Trust me, I did. I sent Boone a text showing him I wasn't lying, so... Baby Drill, 32 Freestyle. I know that may not be down some of y'all's alleys, but and, and I know you definitely want to cover your ears up for those children if you're listening to that. But people have their different preferences of what gets them ready for game day. And if Boone is out there stopping running backs, laying the wood on some opposing quarterbacks, I'm all for it. Listen to whatever you want. So, uh, yeah, just a, a great kid, man, great personality. Had a lot of fun interviewing this guy. And uh, that's not all, folks. Me and David Waters got to co-host the Gator Collective Space this past week, and we got to learn a little bit more about running backs Naquan Wright, Lorenzo Lingard, Montrell Johnson, and offensive lineman Osiris Torrance and Kingsley Agelcon. So here we go, folks. The Gator Collective Spaces from this past Wednesday. Awesome. So I think we've got everybody here. Um, this is Jen with the Gator Collective. I am super excited for this um, Spaces event tonight. I know that there's been a lot of requests to hear about the running game this year. I know it's supposed to be a, a, a real strength of the team and the offensive line, similar. Um, you know, we just saw yesterday Osiris was named um, preseason All-American watch list. So we've got a lot of, of great expectations coming this year. We're excited um, for this group. Um, and I think probably more buzz that we've had around the running game and around the offensive line um, than we have in years. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to our hosts tonight. We've got Dave Waters and David Soderquist. Um, uh, go ahead, guys. Take it away. Hey, Jen, one more before you uh, go, go away there. You want to announce the uh, next in-person event that the Gator Collective Session? Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Um, so July 17th. In Winter Park, um, those Central Florida Gators go on out there. We've got an event at the porch in Winter Park. It's a Sunday from 12 to 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And we've got um, Jervon Dexter, Anthony Richardson, Keon Zipperer, Lorenzo Linkward, and Rashad Torrance will be there in person taking pictures, signing autographs, meet and greet with the fans. Um, we've got the link should be on our um, on our website for you to register for that. But yeah, it definitely should be a really cool event up close and personal um, with the Gator athletes. So, so go ahead and check that out. Good stuff. All right, David Waters here with Gators Breakdown. Uh, introduce myself there. Uh, David, you in here good, good, ready to go? Ready to go. Yep, ready to go, man. All right. Uh, getting a little bit of echo there on from you, maybe. I'm not sure yet. But uh, – all right, uh, since Jen uh, started it out there with Osiris Torrance being uh, named to the Walter Camp first-team preseason All-American, uh, Osiris, first of all, welcome uh, here. And uh, how was that? How was that uh, announcement coming out yesterday and you being recognized for that honor? Um, it, it, it was it was an honor because I, I wasn't – I really wasn't expecting it then. I had just seen, like, uh, um, a notification came on my Twitter, then I had it, then like, it just started blowing up. Was, I, I didn't know nothing about it, and it was just like shocking. But it was still on to get it, though, at the same time. Is it, uh, does it kind of you know, confirm a little bit all the work that you've been putting in and uh, leading up to that point? Yeah, yeah, that too. I feel like I'm putting in a lot of work, even like from back at um, Louisiana. Just I feel like all that work I put in just kind of like paying off a little bit from – me getting that, and then I just like feel like it's just giving me another opportunity to show it over here 
and I feel like we got a good group over here that I can show it and like do good with. Dave, you want to jump in? Yeah, you guys still getting an echo from me? Nope, all good. All right, cool. Uh, guys, y'all been through uh, phase one, two, all the way through regimen. Um, let me ask you, uh, out of all these phases so far, what's been the most challenging for you guys? For me, it was identity. Yeah, curves, running curves and all that. Yeah, identity was the hardest one for sure. Can, yeah, can, identity for sure. Yeah, can y'all elaborate <laughs> a little bit more on it, on uh, identity, how it's like, how uh, what you guys had to go through? It's just like a lot of running. Uh, like we, we did we did a little football on um, like drills and stuff like that. But it's just mostly just running every day and then like lifting. But some of the running we did was just crazy, like just hard. Yeah, they made a um like a makeshift track on the football field, like a curve, and pretty much we had to do like uh what was it? I think twelve, twelve to fifteen uh reps running around like the makeshift curves. So yeah, I saw y'all doing one-legged stadiums out there. Is that what y'all been doing too? Yep. Yeah, I would. I would fall and bust my butt, man. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead, Dave. I'll go ahead and okay, yeah, I'll come back in uh, with this one. This is for the running back group. And I know uh, a big headline in the last week uh, for, for for Gator Nation is the transfer of Demarcus Bowman. Um, you don't have to get into the specific of that if you don't want to, but now that he's gone, you know, it, it, that means more opportunities for for you guys. So how does that dynamic change the outlook for the room? Do you, do you see your role changing uh, from what you guys were doing in the spring now that Demarcus is no longer with the team? Who wants to speak first? Go ahead, Lorenzo. Um, I say no. Um, I really uh, appreciate Bo as a person and a player, and to have him gone is kind of like you know. It's kind of like low for me right now, but, uh, you know, he got to make his decisions. But overall, we all have our special talents and whatnot. And so, I, like, I don't think it'll change nothing from a, from a player standpoint. Hey, Quan, Montreal? Montreal? Uh, like like Zoe said, you know, I appreciate it, boy, as a player. And, you know, he, he really, like, rubbed out with me uh, my, my few months here. And it's kind of like a void in the room. Like, the, today when we first had meetings, it was kind of like a void in the room. Like, you know, I kind of miss seeing him now. And, uh, but, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a game of just next man up. You know, we just can't we can't focus on that right now. We just got to stay focused on us, the goal at hand. Well, I mean, those guys really much said it all. I mean, having Bo in the room was definitely a good addition uh, to, to the running back room. Uh, like Montreal said, with him not being in the meeting today, was kind of different and uh, strange, but uh, see, we still wish Bo the best, and we still in connection with him. Hey, Carl, while we got you there, um, how how are you coming back from injury? I know we heard you uh, you did get to speak with the media very very early in spring practice. Uh, we did see you take part in a, in a few drills, but uh, how's the how's the comeback coming along? Oh, man, it's going according to plan, taking it day by day, step by step, and just enjoying the process. That's pretty much, honestly. Getting close to that, getting close to 100%? I mean, I feel as I'm 100%. That's what I feel. We can't wait to see you out there. 
I got this one for you. Uh, the guys that were under the last regime, uh, Naquan, Lingard, Kingsley, um, besides off the field things have been fixed. We all see it out there with the, the parking ticket situation and all that. What are the big differences you see in this new staff as far as practicing, weightlifting, studying film after six months? Um, I would say that they, uh, um, like, uh, like football wise, they, they're big on repetition. Everything is getting amped up right now. So, I mean, the, uh, more wood is being thrown in the fire and everything is getting picked up. So they're, uh, so they're putting the pressure on us right now to learn everything over and over again. So it's just, so right, like right now, it's just a big, um, repetition phase right now. Any other guys? Yeah, I would just say uh, the way we practice is a little bit different, and um, they're more rep-based rep programs, so I would say that's uh, different. We just had to get adjusted to that, but um, I mean, football is football, so I don't think anything much has changed like that, but yeah. I did see yeah, a report. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, Nikon. No, and no, I was just going to touch on uh, what Kenzie was saying, basically, like, how we practice different, like two spotting and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, for the running back room, I could just speak on Coach Knox and uh, Coach Jaluk pretty much the same. They're both teaching it, uh, making you a four-dimensional player. So, I mean, those guys pretty – like I'm speaking for the running back room, we're pretty much getting the same thing. We're still learning. Uh, all pos- We're working on learning all positions, so – now, I did see a report today that there's been a, an increased focus on speed, um, getting faster. Um, have you guys experienced that? Have you gotten faster? Or what's your, been your impression as that goes? Make one real fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are uh, running. And uh, just, yeah. You cut out there. Yeah, I feel like I got I feel like I gotten faster. This is my even though it's my third time doing this whole program or fourth time doing the whole program, I feel like each year I got a little bit faster. And just like last last year, I got I feel like I got a little faster this year. I mean, that's a good thing. You get faster. Yeah, let me go ahead and follow up with uh, one real quick, Dave. Um, speaking of all of that, you know, Jay Bateman, he's talked about running PFFs, which is Pro Football Focus numbers for anybody out there that don't know that. Uh, Patrick Tony, they're real analytical. Uh, how are these guys when it comes to the analytics and the technical aspect of football? Uh, uh, big, uh, we talking about catapult. Uh, no, go ahead, Lou. Uh, yeah, so they use a system called catapult, which tracks your – it pretty much tracks your overall movement, like uh, explosiveness, um, your burst. Your top end speed, how long your top end speed, and pretty much they compare to guys in the league, and pretty much, um, yeah, it's about that. When you asked that question, what, what were you referring to again? Just a fast speed. Uh, just like the analytics, the numbers. Uh, do you guys keep like a chart that that tells you each and every week if you're improving, or how does uh, Patrick Tony J. Bateman kind of uh, do the analytics there? Uh, I know the other staff on the you know, team they they kind of get analytical as well. Have you guys ever had like charts or anything like that? 
I mean, only analytics that I can recall is like Coach Napier pretty much like show you like the percentage of if like he was to go for it on third or fourth, like he just shows the analytics and what the analytics say. Should we not go for it or should we go for it? That's like a big difference that I see. So is Jabbar Jaluk kind of like that or is he a little bit different? Oh, he's like the same, yeah. Hey, you go ahead, Dave. All right, well, first one for uh, Montreal and Osiris. You know, coming over from Louisiana, transferring to Florida, you know, what was the first thing you let the current players know about Billy Napier? Uh, you want to go first? You can go. Uh, so the first the first thing I let the people, I mean, the players know about uh, Coach Napier is that He's just a genuine guy. Like he, you know, he wants to see you win on and off the field. You know, he's gonna make sure like he do the little things right in the program. You know, he's not gonna, you know, really do too much. And I just wanted to let him know that you know he was a genuine guy that he gonna do like he gonna do right by you. You know, and that was really it. Yeah, I was gonna say like you can, he one he one of the guys you can like take his word for it. And like if he tell you something, you can like take his word for it. And like and if you. Do hard work. He see you putting in hard work. Like he gonna reward you for it. Like with playtime and stuff like that. Like stuff like the little stuff like that with him don't go unseen. And that's what I like about him. Like no matter who you are, like you may not be the biggest, the fastest player, but you working hard. He see it. Like you gonna he gonna let you know that. And like you can probably get playtime and stuff like that. And he's just like a kind of like a player's coach and just somebody you like to play for. I keep it on that same theme. This would be uh, for you two guys as well. Coming in, have you went and you know, the, the current players would have to kind of maybe help you along with this, but have you went back and watched previous Florida games or, or done research on what to expect on, on game day or you know, just to learn about Florida in general or maybe the history of your position group? You know, how, much, uh, how much do you know about Florida right now? And did, did you hit that right away? Or now since things have kind of slowed down a little bit, uh, you've been able to catch in that regard. And uh, Montreal, we'll start with you. Uh, so like in the room – in the room, we have like a, a wall of like uh, the great Florida running backs, and Jaluk Jaluk always tell us like when we first get in the hill, like y'all should be aiming to get on that wall, you know. And I started doing like some of my research about who on the wall and stuff like that, and you know that's where I want to be at, you know. And uh, I need I need to start doing more research, you know. I heard like the, the crowd is electric during game day. I got a little taste of that during the spring game, but they say it's gonna be way 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 better than that. But yeah, that's that's really about it. Yeah, that's that's how that's how it kind of was for me too. Uh, with, with the spring game, I didn't know exactly what to expect, and the, when the fans came out for the spring game, that's when I was like, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be different, especially during the season. And then like just with the history of it, like I wasn't too well, like I didn't know too much about it at first. Once I got here and I started like being around, like looking at the uh, all the accolades and stuff like that on the wall, then like seeing the different players that came here, like that I knew in the league, like from Washington as a kid, and I didn't know like they came from here. Like only people I really knew, like you know the main people, like on um, Tim Tebow, Percy Harvey, them type people. But like coming here and getting to see like all the players that's that's in the league that came here, and just like it was just just something interesting to learn, and then, like the other stuff that you learn from being here. Uh, I got one for uh, Kingsley Aglecon, and and we're the butcher of names. So if I I said your name wrong there, Kingsley, I apologize. But uh, <laughs> me and Dave are pretty good at that. Um, you were coached at uh, by Coach Hevesy 
Uh, in comes a new staff. Uh, what has uh, Rob Sale, Darnell Stapleton really emphasized that maybe the last staff didn't, and how has it helped you? Um, I would say for me specifically, what the Coach Stape and um, Sale have been harping on me about the most is really just leadership and uh, leading our O-line and our unit to be the best we could be. I think uh, Coach Hevesy, he did that as well, but I was more of a younger player back then, so I think he leaned on some of the older guys to do that. But I think now uh, Coach Stape and Sale are definitely uh, helping me uh, step into that role a little bit better. And have they uh, pushed leadership around, I guess, around the other players as well? Is there? And I've talked to a few players, and they've said that they kind of try to teach everybody to be a leader instead of just one guy uh, sitting up. Am I not right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Every, they want uh, specifically the older guys to step up and be the leaders. But, yeah, they definitely push that to the team. And uh, they want that to be a, a staple in our program for sure. You go ahead, Deb. Kings, I'm going to stay with you just for a second, and we'll, we'll keep it recent and, and even local. Sharif Denson commits to Florida. Did you did you check out the 904 theme in the video? Did you get to see that out there with all the, the Gator Drakes from Jacksonville? Yeah, I did see that. I thought that was pretty cool for sure. Next, next time it's done, we're going we're gonna to get you in one of those. <laughs> That'd be what's up. Cool. <laughs> for sure. Hey guys, the uh, the players that were on the team, um, you know, last year or, or years before, of course. You know, I asked the other guys um, what they told you about Billy Napier. But what did you, you know, your running backs? What did you gain from Montreal Johnson and, and Kingsley? What did you gain from Osiris Torrance uh, and those guys playing a lot of uh, under a lot of this staff uh, the year before? Uh, I would say Osiris. He helped a lot because he already knew. Like when when it, we initially started playing, he already knew everything because like he's been in the offense. So like when we would be on the field, if it'd be something that maybe everybody else is a little foggy on, he might have the answer for it, or he can like help guide it a little bit. Um, so I would say with that, that was definitely a big help. Uh, just getting adjusted to a new offense and a new system. Naquan. How did uh, Montreal do, did, did, were you getting any pointers or any, uh, was, you know, if you had any questions or anything, I know a little bit different for you since you were limited in spring, uh, but uh, what, what did you, what were you able to gain from, from Montreal uh, being in this offense before? Uh, I would just mainly say like, just learning like shortcuts of the offense, like the way the coaches teach it is pretty cool, but when you're able to hear from your teammates and he's, and you see the way he's understanding, the way he's thinking on the field and how he diagnosed it, I think that pretty much helps and make the playbook much easier. Lorenzo, I know I asked you that question when you were on Gators Breakdown, but in case people didn't uh, listen to that, uh, you know, where the, uh, how did you get to pick Montreal Johnson's brain about doing Napier's offense? Um, pretty much, uh, so like during, so like during my time the spring, I was kind of like overthinking and, and Montreal was pretty much helping me like, like stay calm. Like he would tell me like certain plays, uh, where, where the ball could potentially go. But, um, I mean, overall, like, uh, even in the film room, he was a big help helping us out with key points. And sometimes coach Luke would have him, um, tell us the answers if we had questions and, and pretty much coach Luke let him. Um, give us the answers to uh, to make sure that that he knows. So, 
I got one for uh, Osiris Torrance here. Uh, you were recently, along with Gervon Dexter, named the Walter Camp 2022 preseason All-American to those teams. Um, what does that mean to you, first off? And secondly, coming into the SEC, has that billing of as the billing of Walter Camp preseason All-American, how's that has that helped you push even harder than what you're doing, or do you even really kind of pay attention to anything like that? Uh, I, I honestly try not to pay attention to it because, like, I don't, I, don't, I don't like to, like, pay attention to accolades to, like, after the season. But, like, from from seeing it, it definitely it definitely makes me, like, want to go harder than, like, the fact that Javon's on the two. Like, we both be going to get still that practice. And, like, I got I, I feel like he's probably one of the best D-Tacker in this conference. And, like, just from getting reps to him, just, like, builds my confidence towards, like, towards the season to play against other, like, SEC opponents and stuff like that because it's going to be a difference. From what I'm used to, so like, but getting the reps against him and other guys at practice, it's like helps build my confidence every day. And then just that award just kind of helps a little bit too, like give me more to work for too, and like keep the drive going. You still gonna try to keep up those zero sack numbers? <laughs> oh yes, sir. That has to go. <laughs> yeah, I looked that up the other day and I said, "Wow, that's amazing." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I say I had a um, had a lot of. I said I wouldn't put it all in my head. Other good alignment around me, then like just the um, other good QB at um, Louisiana, like just kind of helped out too. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah, same with you, Kingsley. I, I looked yours up too, man. Not giving up a sack. There you go. Yeah, like I both said, I got good guys around me and good QBs. Out, so. Go ahead, Dave. I think we've got some music behind Naquan that might be a little. There we go. Naquan, what you listening to, man? Shit, that ain't even me. There you go, Dave. I got one for all of you here. You know, the, 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 running, the running backs and the offensive line have to work together. Uh, so what was the biggest change uh, for all you guys coming over uh, in, in spring practice? And, you know, there's a lot of timing and there's a scheme change, whether it's man, whether it's zone scheme. Uh, you know, what, what, is, what is it like, you know, as far as, that, you know, the, the, the timing has to be there. You know, it's not just for running backs, get the ball and run. Uh, you know, you have to have all these practice reps and all the timing that goes along uh, with the offensive line in front of you. In front of you. So for all you guys, you know, what was the transition like uh, learning uh, learning the offense and working together? I think we just needed to uh, figure out what holes worked for what plays and uh, get comfortable with that. And then all of us just needed to buy into the new scheme and ultimately just put it all together, which I think we've done a good job with. Yeah, and, and, and um, I, I feel like another part was like making sure we communicate good with, with the running backs and stuff like that too. Because like most of the time we work like we work together and like you know, and well the O line work together, but we be talking to each other. We won't be talking to the running backs, and they be needing to know like what a might get and stuff like that just as much as us. And I feel like over time we got better at that. Like from the first start of spring towards the end, and I feel like that's one thing we um do pretty well. Yeah. And something, something better that we have gotten, uh, got, uh, gotten better at is, uh, I think it's fifty-fifty. I mean, I mean, O-linemen, they gotta get to their their guy, their ID, but the running back has to make them correct, you know, because we're behind them, they can't see where we're running, so, so we deliver the backer to them, so that they can make a block, then it's better for us. But yeah, uh, so that's the hard part, pretty much. 
And how how has the emphasis been on the penalties? I know you guys don't tackle that much uh, because you're unless you're playing on special teams. Uh, there was a lot of missed tackles, a lot of penalties last year. How, how much have they harped on both of those? But I guess in, in according to you guys, it would be penalties. Uh, a lot. I heard. Um, when I, I mean, when I, I didn't know that they had got the many pitches last season. When I, um, we was talking about it after one of the um, the first scrimmage, and then we was talking about it, and that's like after the first scrimmage, Coach Nate really harped on like discipline, like make sure we stay disciplined because undisciplined errors call usually cause penalties and stuff like that. So I felt like after the um, first scrimmage, when we scrimmaged each other, we really like like kind of focused on that part of it, like just playing disciplined football, just not beating ourselves because like. You can't really beat yourself in a football game just from getting too many stupid penalties. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for the running backs here, uh, looking at the offense, is there a lot of unique designed run plays? Obviously, you don't have to give me the playbook here, but, uh, you know, running backs, I heard, you know, as it's a running back heavy kind of offense. Uh, is there any like really cool design run plays that you guys got? Uh, in my honest opinion, I think now nah, everybody runs the same. Thing. See how it's drawn up and how you want to. Have you guys ever pitched any ideas on certain plays to coaches, uh, and have they taken them? Anybody? No, nah, I mean we're just we're just focused on what we got right now because it's working. So, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Hey, as long as it works, that's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You go ahead, Deb. All right, yeah, we'll probably wrap up with just us soon, and then we'll let some of the uh, the listeners uh, in here ask their questions. And uh, one more, you you guys, uh, of course, are all there with Anthony Richardson. So we're going through spring and and. Going through the playbook with him, I mean, you know, how, how does he come into play uh, in, in the run game as far as helping you guys? You know, of course, uh, he, you know, RPO part of the offense. He can he can decide to hand it off. He can decide to keep it. He can decide to throw it. You know, but what what did you guys see from Anthony Richardson that comes into play into the run game to help you guys? I mean, I would say he's a great athlete and he's just a playmaker. So that alone changes the game for us, really. And he's the quarterback, so he kind of has to drive the shit. You feel me? So at the end of the day, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he like a quarterback that can run, turn into a running back soon. He decides to run the ball. And then, like, he's not a little person, so it'll be hard to take him down, especially once he pick up speed. So I just feel like it'll be a good, he's going to be a big piece of the offense this year for us, like a three headed monster. I feel like he does, he does a great job of uh, communicating to the O line, to the running backs, and to the receivers. And I think we're gonna be we're gonna do great this season while him leading. And before we turn it over to some of the fans, I'm gonna ask one more question here for Lorenzo Lingard. And, and Lorenzo, I've I've interviewed you before. Um, you told me you went in Billy Napier's office one time, asked him for a couple books. Uh, one of them, the Little Book of Talent: 52 Tips for Improving Your Skills. Um, you know, for everybody here that didn't listen to the podcast, what have you mainly learned from reading that book? And have your teammates been able to get a hold of that book too? Uh, 
Um, so I don't, I don't know if, uh, if most of God. Hey, you kind of went out there. Um, so. I think we lost hear him, but it sounds like he's very far away. I've gotten it. Hello? Todd Lorenzo, Lorenzo, maybe start maybe start over with that answer. Okay. So yeah, so basically, um, I'm up there probably about every other day because it's a great atmosphere and I feel like um basically I can talk to any of the coaches. Uh but the book, uh so so basically I, I read it, I gave it back. I don't know if any uh other guys have had the opportunity to go up there and read it. But if they haven't, um you guys are more than welcome to go in his office and pick up any book because that's just the person that he is so but yeah and what have you what have you learned most from it i mean what can you take any quote or motto or anything from that book uh basically it says um whatever got you so so like something that i uh, recently took away was up and your training whatever got you to to where you are and and if you stand out you, you should keep on doing it. And I think something that like hit me was, was I stopped running track. Um, uh, basically, uh, like, you know, all my life I ran track and I was thinking about how much track helped me. So, you know, like, uh, rather be, um, and, uh, next year, if I go to the draft, whatnot, I'll definitely incorporate more track running in my training. Jen, did you want to open it up? Yeah, go ahead. I think um, KJ's been waiting here for for a little bit. So, KJ, it's been a while since we've seen you here. Um, we'll add you as a speaker, and you can go ahead and ask your question. There we go. Go ahead, KJ. Unmute and go ahead. Uh, this is what Luna Betts. Um, uh, like, what do what do y'all what what is y'all focus on bringing to the running back room in this season? I would just say for myself, uh, just some leadership. Uh, being a guy that that has a lot of experience playing in ACC, but not as much reps, but still some experience of uh, getting on the field these past few years. So, I'll just say some some leadership. Uh, I would say uh, just, you know, creating explosive plays, uh, you know, just having production in a position and, you know, just just doing things that haven't been done before. So I would say pretty much um, taking the advantage of my opportunity and uh, pretty much doing whatever I can to help the team win and, and get those jobs that's needed. Jonathan, you want to go ahead with your question? Yes, yes. Uh, excellent, excellent space, and I love what you all are doing uh, just, just with the space and you know creating an opportunity for these for these young for these young men, these young leaders to share. Um, so my question is, fellas, um, how many of you are have you considered like with NIL, but even outside of NIL, like have you all considered starting your own podcast and like what that could do for your own personal brand? Uh, personally, me, not really. I haven't really thought of doing anything different like that, but that sounds like a good idea. 
say I never, I never thought about doing that because I'm not, I'm not the type of person that, that likes to talk. Uh, I really didn't want to do this, but you know, I'm trying to get out of that, uh, get out of my shell. I'm, I'm kind of shy, so yeah. Yeah, Montreal, we've we, we been working on getting you for a while now, so we, we, we finally got you. So we're, 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 I'm, we're, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so myself, I had a um, I started like a YouTube uh, channel, but like uh, I never really uploaded anything because you know my main focus right now is football. So I'll probably touch on that later. Yeah, me, me, I'm, I'm like the same. I don't like the I, can't, I don't like to talk that much. So I never thought about a podcast, but. I like I like to cook, so I always thought like I could do like a cooking YouTube channel probably later after I finish football type stuff like that. Thank you. Uh, oh, we, we, we got got to get you and, and and Shannon Snell together, and you guys can do some barbecue together before <laughs> you get out of Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I was about to say I think Antonio Valentino still has his podcast, doesn't he? I'm not sure. Uh, Coach Daryl, uh, I think I got you in here now. Yeah, and we've got yeah, Top Sports has a uh, has a question. Okay, all right, we'll go ahead and start with him. Coach is still connecting. Hey, right, how's it going, guys? I appreciate you guys having me on. The Chum here from High Top, uh, David. How are you guys doing, man? Good to see you, Jen. Um, I got a question. I did a little video, a workout video with Lorenzo a few weeks back. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I kind of wore him out a little bit <laughs> and during the workout. But I wanted to get the guys' question. Um, if you guys had to give somebody kind of the comeback player, most improved player in a sense of an athletic standpoint that you guys seen from last year to this year, who came into camp and who's been doing a, a killer job thus far in camp of just um, from a physical uh, standpoint? Do you guys get that? I mean, I said before, I like I like Kingsley, how he's uh, taking a role and being a, a complete monster every day. I would say having Ben Sherrill back was definitely, you could see, tell a difference for sure uh, from not having him pretty much all of last season. So uh, Kingsley, you me, even, you King, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, I was just gonna say for me, I just uh one of our top guys, uh Brent Cox, but I just like the way how he's uh buying into the program. So I definitely say he's one of the guys. Uh I I'll say Naquan because I see him every day. He's uh he gets himself mentally prepared. Uh, like during during spring practice, I saw him like you know he, he couldn't participate, so I saw him like getting a lot of mental reps, and he was he stayed locked in. You know, a lot of guys probably want to stay locked in, but he stayed locked in, and and now he's he's back and like, fully healthy and you know and doing his best. I love it. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me in. Kingsley, I want to go back to that Ventro Miller there. Of course, you know you you were you, you guys were on on the field last year. He was very limited. Very only got to play at the very beginning of the season. Uh, did it seem like he just fit right in? Um, because from all the reports that we heard, you know, on defense, it seemed like he didn't miss a beat. It didn't matter if it was a new defense or not. You know, he stepped in right away and was able to kind of just you know be be a force as soon as he stepped on the field in the spring. Yeah, definitely. He's a seasoned veteran. So like like I said earlier, football's football. He just 
got on the field and does what he he, he does. You know what I mean? Uh, he just didn't have the opportunity to showcase that because he got hurt early in the season, like you said. But yeah, he 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 didn't really miss a beat for real, even from being injured. You could tell. But it's definitely good to have Ventro back for sure. Coach, go ahead with your question. All right, I got a, I got a simple one. Who's going to be the first to uh, have a thousand yard season this year? Uh, I ain't gonna lie. I just really want to win, bro. Uh, I just want to win, honestly. I mean, that's always the goal, but you always want to just win. I mean, had pretty good seasons, and we didn't have a thousand yards. I mean, we just want to get back to that winning culture. Yeah. We want to win, but I want all of them to have a thousand yards for sure. <laughs> or, <laughs> honestly, more for real. I like it. Yeah, and I want uh, <clears throat> Kingsley and uh, Torrance to have a thousand pancake blocks. So, me too. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a dream. <laughs> Neil, you have a question? Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, so, I know you guys are all real familiar with each other as guys of the same position group, running backs and offensive line. But I was curious as to, in your opinion outside of the offensive line, outside the running backs room, who would you say has, um, has become uh, a leader this off season that uh, I mean, maybe they were in previous years, but um, and who, who would say took the, the biggest step up outside your, your two position groups in the leadership department? I would say uh, Anthony has stepped into that leadership role more than he was last season. I think now that he, He's the starter, and he knows that, and he uh, understands what he has to be and what he has to do to get the team to follow him the right way, and I think he's done a great job of doing that, so that would be my guy. Yeah, I'll say the same as Anthony. I guess Anthony was kind of an easy one. Um but, okay, so outside of Anthony, then who else would you say has, has really stepped up, uh, maybe on the defensive side of the ball or um, maybe in the receiver group or even on special teams? Who would you say has, has really stepped up into the larger, uh, more vocal leadership role? Uh, Torrance. I feel like I'm hearing him more during the workouts and team uh, team workouts. Uh, Jack Pound, do you have a question? Thanks, guys. Um, this question for um, Kingsley and um, Cyrus. Um, if you could describe the offensive line play in one word in this upcoming season, what would it be? And, um, so a two-part question. Also, Naquan Wright, what is your favorite um, off-field hobby? Uh, I'm going to I'm I'm um, describe it. It's probably, I don't know. It's, it's, it's three good ones I want to pick. Out of dominant or relentless or, like, just, I, I don't know. I was going to say monsters. Yeah, I, I like that one. I'm, I'm going to go with monsters, yeah. Simple as that. Uh, 
You say I didn't hear you. What was your question for me? And Naquan, what is your favorite um, off-field hobby? I'm not sure if this is a hobby or not, but when I'm not around the game, I enjoy just being around my family. Uh, my great, uh, my grandma did a great job of just keeping us all together growing up, so I really enjoy just being surrounded by my family. What I love is real life. Okay, okay. Thank you. Go, Gators. Michael, go ahead. Hey, hey, y'all. So, Montreal, I got a question for you. For you being in the Sun Belt, how has it feel like now you're playing in the SEC, like the speed and like what 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 motivates you to, you know, be the best? And Lingard, what in your mind, what made you start of pulling a truck or a car for your workout? <laughs> Uh, so, you know, being in the SEC, it, it, it just motivated me to uh, step my game up. You know, I'm surrounded by a lot of great athletes in the, in the entire country, so it just motivated me to step my game up and, and be the best player I could be. Sure. Um, so, basically, like, I've been – so, uh, I pulled the truck back in high school just for fun. Uh, I don't know, like, basically, like, I just get bored sometimes. I just do whatever. Uh, and if I could, I'd probably do it more often. But yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Thank you. I want to I want to extend a thought right there with uh, Montreal and uh, and Osiris. Like, did you notice? I mean, you look, you guys had successful seasons last year at Louisiana. You both you both played really really good uh, last season. But was there? Did did you notice a transition right away coming to coming to SEC and? and and being on Florida field or Florida practice field, could you sense it right away? Was there an adjustment to you maybe the, the speed and the size of what the the guys that you were on the field with? I'll say it was it was about the same. I think it was about the same because because of the program. You know, the program's the same. We're doing the, the exact same. You know, thing practice is the same. Yeah. Everything's the same. So I feel like once once game time come, I see a little bit of a difference. You know, but yeah. Uh, for for me, the difference was probably like the size, cause like um, the D line I'm used to, like they they wasn't as big. Like I had a, like a few. It was kind of big, like during my time playing in the Sun Belt. But like here, like the first practice, like all, all the D linemen here was like big, and all the D linemen I'm used to they going at practice. So that's kind of what it was for me, like the size, like just from the D line itself. Ad, you got a question? Yeah, I, I was just really for the for the uh, all the players involved in the group right now. Uh, what type of like what kind of uh, competitive like competitions are y'all having amongst like teammates? Like you know how, you know how we used to hear that that infamous story about uh, about Demps and Rainy racing. So what kind of stories or like competitions are y'all having between like the team that's like making y'all better? If that makes sense. I mean, I think everything we do is a competition. I look at it like that. Like, for instance, we did the uh, Ravens test this morning, which is just a little conditioning test. But, like, I was trying to be the first one on each one of them. And, you know what I mean? I think I accomplished that for the most part. But then we got – when I do stuff like that, it it brings the guys around me to start trying to race me too and uh, trying to beat me. And then they – you feel me? They beat me sometimes. So, I say like that. That's uh, one of the ways we do it. Okay. Hurt. 
I'll say for myself, seeing Kingsley uh, dominate the run today, that that made me run hard, too, towards the end. I kind of had him pictured in my mind, and it, and it made me run hard also. Uh, overall, I'm just a competitor. Like, no matter what I'm doing, I just try to compete in no matter what it is. Okay, Duval? Yes, good evening. This question, I have a two-part question. The first question is for Montrell and Osiris. What made y'all want to follow Billy to Florida? And my second question is for all the guys. What do y'all like about Billy Napier? Uh, for me, it was... Uh, just like the opportunity, like the, the chance that I, I I could get playing here, I felt like I um I, I worked hard. He's seen it like the three years I was at Lafayette. So like when he came here, I figured like I could um transfer then come here, then like have success over here in a system that I know. So kind of like I was talking to my family, kind of made like almost like a business decision to come here and stuff like that, like and use this as like a good stepping stool to get me where I want to get to the next level. And it's been working out so far. Uh, like Sabo said, you know, uh... All right. Go ahead. I'll let you guys pick up. <laughs> I don't know what that was, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Played along with what happened there. <laughs> All right. I'll let you guys pick up from where we left off. Dave, quit messing with everybody, man. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Trying to remember what? Who was speaking? It was also Duval's question about following Napier to Florida, right? True. Oh, oh. I, w I was just saying, uh, it was the familiarity, familiarity with the uh, playbook and with the coaches. And, you know, if you're having success last season, uh, really just wanted me to uh, continue that with, with these coaches. And that, that's really it. And I'll only continue that thought, guys, right, right quick before when we go in here. Was it... Was it an easy decision? Did you like how hard did you think about it, Montreal? I know you were pretty early on in the transfer process. Uh, you chose Florida uh, pretty early on in the pro in the process, but uh, Cyrus, it took you uh, a little while longer. You know what went what went behind the decision uh, as far as choosing Florida, not necessarily wanting to play for Billy Napier. You know what? what why why did you end up choosing Florida? Uh, it, it was just it's just it just felt right. Like I had um. Uh, like I when I, I had um when first on the portal and stuff and then like the other schools that had contact and stuff like that and then like, I I listened to him talk but I was mostly still stuck on Florida but I mean I I just still listened to him and, and see what they had to say I took um two officials and then I just like compared to what I knew at Florida I mean what I knew from like the coaches at UL like what they taught me and stuff like that then compared it to what other coaches at other schools were saying like the other two schools I went to and I was like man I feel like I'd be taking a step back by coming here. I didn't understand what, like, the um, place I knew and then, like, the system and stuff like this. So 
it, it, it was hard to leave, like, the, um, like, some of the players and stuff back in Europe, but, like, I don't know, like, the decision, like, of the school to choose, it was easy to choose for those, like, other places, just because of fact. Bill, go ahead with your question. All right, thank you. Hey, guys. Um, there's a lot of talk from fans about the um, big concern with this uh, team is some uncertainty at the defensive tackle position. Uh, everybody knows about Dexter, but in the SEC, you got to have a lot of guys. Um, is there some guys in the defensive tackle room, uh, maybe Kingsley, Osiris, you guys go go to battle against them, that the fans should look out for this year to rise up? Maybe uh, um, Jalen Lee, who are some guys that are impressing you. Maybe Desmond Watson can play more snaps than he did last year. Um, just what are your guys' thoughts on that? Thank you. Uh, for me, it'll probably be um, Tyreek Ty- Ty- Sapp. He probably like he um good good D lineman. Probably one of uh, the better younger guys. He can play D tackle. You think? Yeah, he can. He can. He can play. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. Need him. So, so what we saw what we saw in the spring game from him was what we can kind of expect during the, the season. Yeah. yeah, you can. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm willing to bet you can expect that from the season. Probably more. I think all the guys in the defensive line room have gotten better, um, especially with the new coaches and stuff. Um, I think when whoever gets their opportunity will take advantage of it. And uh, yeah. And how have like the the matchups between you guys? How how have those affaired? It's like a base about every day. Or I mean, if they feel like some days, like the O line, I feel like we have a good day against the D line, and the next practice D line have a good day against us. Like just a constant battle of us making each other better, making each other better in our craft, and like like basically like iron sharpening iron every day. And I just like just good work to get. Yeah, I agree. I think we compete real hard with each other. Hey, running backs, I'll extend, I'll extend that question a little bit. I'm, I'm not going to say, of course, you're not uh, you're not afraid of anybody on the other side of the ball, but you know, who, who do you know on the other side of the ball is going to give you, you know, everything that you can handle? Who's going to who's, who's going to lay it to you in, in, in spring and you know in practice? Ventrell uh, and Brenton Cox, uh, pretty much everybody. I mean, they communicate so well. So I mean, uh, but as far as like taking those heavy blues, it'd be Ventrell and Brandon Cox. Uh, I feel like I feel like uh, Ventrell does a great job of, of filling gaps and you know being there when I don't expect him to be there. And, yeah. I mean, I missed spring. I didn't get an opportunity to compete, but just thinking right. back off last year and then watching this year. I would just say Princely being on that edge, his range of motion is, like, so wide. So you really have to, like, pretty much set him up and deliver him all the way, I will say. Nice. Uh, do you guys find it a little bit harder now to get to the second level uh, past that uh, defensive line? I think you muted everybody. You mean like the right? I just 
second level or O-line getting to the second level? I'm talking about, I was talking to the running backs. Have they gotten to the second level a lot more uh, recently, or has that defensive line really been kind of making it hard for them? I mean, so so it's football. So, I mean, most of the runs come off of great blocking. But whenever we do have a, a big play, it's because somebody made the wrong the, the wrong adjustment. So, yeah. I mean, it's uh, – so, like, when the team is competing very heavily, when it's, like, third and one or whatnot, and they got big Dez in and Dexter on the line, it's, I say it's hard to, like – it's hard to get those yards. We got a uh, Florida guy. Hey, good evening, everyone. Uh, brand new uh, Gator Collective member as of today. Been a Gator fan for over 30 years. Very excited about this upcoming season and the future leadership under uh, uh, Billy Napier. Uh, my question is really for anyone who wants to answer it is, what, what excites you most about this upcoming season? And what is the one attribute, if you had to choose one attribute, what differentiates this team from last year's team? I, I'm, I'm excited to see like a pack a pack stadium, like just to just to feel it, just to just get in the atmosphere and like the, just a football atmosphere in a pack stadium. Like that's one of the most things I'm excited for. I'm just excited to get back on the field and start playing ball again. But uh, I'd say the difference between last year and this year is probably um, our discipline. I would say maybe and then attention to detail in a sense. Uh, like like Sabo said, uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited to play in a uh, packed stadium. You know, I just like the way it feels. You know, like to see a, a, a nine, ninety thousand people cheering behind me. It's just a good feeling. Coach, you got another question? So, big first opening game with uh, you know a top fifteen team, Utah. Um, you know, not a typical cupcake game um, to start off the season. So is there any extra motiva- motivation to going on in practice and the locker rooms to, to make sure that that's a, I mean, that's a big, big game, right? First game for coach that night in the swamp with a pretty good opponent coming. So um, any, any extra motivation as you guys are going on? Every game is important, of course. Uh, but just curious. I mean, I mean for me, oh, no, I was just gonna say for me. I mean, going six and seven is enough motivation right there. So yeah. I mean, just being able to compete again, getting the opportunity, the opportunity to compete again, that's just enough right there. Going six and seven is enough motivation we need. Yeah, I'd agree with Naquan. Last year hurt, to be honest with you. So I just want to prove to everybody that. We were like that and uh, just handle business for real. Tim, do you have a question? Yeah, my question was for the uh, offensive guys. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Spencer and Tony as uh, defensive coaches. Wanted to see what y'all have seen difference in the scheme compared to last year. Um, improvements and and how do you feel this year's uh, scheme is going to work out versus last year's? 
in the years previous. I mean, me personally, I've seen pretty much every defense that you can see, so not too much has changed, really. But um, I mean, I think they got a great scheme, though, a good defense. But like I said, I played a different teams. I ran a bunch of different defenses, so. If anybody else has any questions, just go ahead and request to speak, and uh, and we'll get you in here. While we're waiting, uh, you guys talked about the Pack Stadium there at Utah, the first game of the season at home. Um, obviously, the weather's going to be hot for them. That works in y'all's favor. Uh, but let's talk about a little bit of after the game. Uh, Lorenzo, I, I've seen some videos of, of on the Internet of you arm wrestling somebody after a game. Um have any of you guys done anything out of the ordinary, like after a game with a fan or something funny? Uh, taking pictures. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I'll probably say. Hunter, you have a question? Um, yes, this question's um, for everyone. Um, so, obviously, in high school, uh, most of you all were probably multi-sport athletes. How do you think track and field? Running back coach. And how do you think? Can you hear me? Yeah, we had Hunter and Carl going at the same time. Uh, Hunter, go ahead, and we'll get you. We'll get you to start right there. <laughs> all right, I was confused there for a second. Um, anyways, um, as high school athletes, um, did any of you all partake in track and field? And if so, how do you feel it translated to the football player you are now? I just, I just did football. I tried track, but I, I went to one practice and they stayed out there like five hours. Like you no know, one track meet and they stayed out there like five hours and that was too much for me. So I just took the football. Uh, I ran track in high school. Uh, I see track track helped me with like uh, my long distance speed. You know, just keeping keeping like top end speed for for a long time. And I think uh, track really helped me with that uh, for football and uh, and with my burst as well. I thought that really helped me too. Carl, go ahead. Yeah, I was just wondering how the uh, commodity with the uh, running backs are. Um, the difference between this year and last year's uh, uh, running back coaches um, and how, how's everybody fitting in? Can you repeat the question? I, I was just asking how is all the running backs fitting in with uh, the difference between this year's running back coach and last year's running back coach? I would say everybody's uh, feeling good. Everybody, you know, getting along. Everybody you know, cheering for each other and, you know, want to see each other uh, win and get better each and every day. Good deal. Go Gators. 
Coach, go ahead. Yeah, I seen the stat line we had about the returning linemen. Uh, and it was like zero sacks. I think we had two at the most on that one returning. Uh, what's the vibes like with more O-line coaches? I mean, obviously we seemed pretty good last year in the O-line. Uh, has there been a bigger change and more emphasis on certain things with more coaches being involved? Or what's development like with those guys having more more guys in your ears and more focus? For me, for me, oh, go ahead, sorry, bro. For me it's kind of like, because uh, back in the year, we only had two, and this is more like, here, like for me, it's kind of like just get different um, perspectives from like, East Coast. East Coast, we are, they're basically teaching the same things, just different in, in a different ways. And it's kind of good because it like answers, it kind of like give you like the answers. You can get your question answered more than just having one or two coaches and asking them to, and they give you like just probably two of the same answers or something. You got five coaches, you can ask them and give you all five different answers and like kind of help you out. And for me, that just helps me like, it helps me think better and play better when I have like my, when I have a question, they can able to answer it for me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You got uh, five different people to choose from and get different opinions on how to go about a certain blocker, a certain scheme. And uh, I think the big is we got a lot of older guys in the starting five for us right now that they've been harping on is just uh, the playbook and making sure we know it like the back of our hands so we're comfortable with it and uh, go execute the way we need to. John, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. I actually have a couple questions if they can hit both of them to the running backs. First one is kind of, uh, have the coaches spoken with you all yet on how they envision the rotation? Is it going to be kind of equal split reps between three of you? If somebody gets hot, are they going to stick with you for a longer period of time, anything like that? And then also, uh, how are you all involved in the recruiting now of uh, potential incoming running backs for the new class? Uh, the coaches haven't really spoke on the uh, on like the rotation, but I would assume that it would be the same how it was at Louisiana, and that that was like a three back rotation. It was like uh, one back did like a series, and another back get in, then another back get in. So like I like that because it keeps it keeps us fresh, you know, it keeps us uh, ready to go, and less injuries as well. And uh, I've I've been active in the uh, recruiting process with some of the backs. I've recently uh, hosted uh, Justice Justice Hayes. And he he enjoyed his time here. And the Christian thing too. So what Montel saying seems pretty accurate. And as far as the recruiting, uh, just overall, not not just the running backs. I think the coaches are doing the best they can. You know, uh, I from from last staff compared to this staff, I've seen this staff spend a lot more time with the recruits and whatnot. So I mean, it's well, whatever's going on, going on, but definitely our coaches is spending a lot of time with his recruits and and giving them a lot to offer. So, yeah. I mean, like like Montreal say, uh, coach haven't spoken on no rotation. Uh, we could just make assumption it'd be like a three man rotation, maybe we don't know. But recruiting wise, yes, we have been active. Uh, our coach pretty much stay on stay on us about it, like. At first, it was more like a, like forcing us. Uh, now I think it's like pretty much a natural thing for us. Just to, like if someone in the building or about to be in the building, like we make it our business to at least introduce ourselves and stuff like that. 
Can I piggyback off that real quick? Uh, Lorenzo, between you, Montreal, Naquan, have any of you guys got any uh, snaps at special teams, maybe returning kicks, punts, something like that? Uh, yeah. Uh, our coach is a special team coordinator, so we will play, play all phases of this thing, depending on what exact position. I don't think we know just yet, so we will be on all of them. Jeremy, go ahead. Hey, this is for everybody, but mainly the three Florida guys, uh, and really for Kingsley. Hey, are y'all? Who are y'all recruiting? Especially Kingsley out of the Jacksonville area. Um, it's, it's loaded with talent, and and then Miami down there as well. Um, are y'all are y'all on to these high school recruits like that to and, and really helping us recruit? Um, honestly, I, I just talked to tell me about that I get to meet like uh, the only guy that I can really recall a Rod but obviously he committed to another school but um, yeah I just I really just interact with the recruit Yeah, Carl, go ahead and unmute and, and ask your question. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I was just for Montreal and uh, Torrance. I was just wondering the difference between the spring uh, and uh, Sun Belt and the SEC. What did you see the difference? Um, I like the size of the like um, of the, of the, of the guys up front and like some of the like the, the speed. And, and, and like coming to like guys with skilled players on offense too, like like there were some of the receivers and even AR, like they, and, and, and like the spring game difference was like just the fans coming out, like it was quite packed like a real game. So yeah. Uh, like Cyber said, uh, I said like the speed, speed uh, a little bit faster than I was at uh, Louisiana, and I saw a big uh, difference from like the Louisiana game, just just from the spring game. And that just gave me a uh, like a type of example of like what the uh, real game gonna be like. I appreciate it, go Gators! And we're gonna wrap up here. I know some of the guys have to go. Um, uh, Chad, you got a question? Uh, yeah, thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Um, uh, this question, well, this comment is actually for Montrez and uh, and Osiris. I, uh, I had the pleasure of actually uh, going to your Montrez. guys' chance. Sorry, Montrez, my bad. My bad, bro. My bad. So anyway, um, I'm driving. So anyway, uh, I had the pleasure of actually going to you guys' championship game because um, I don't live very far from uh, Lafayette. And that was an experience, man. I loved it. And uh, I just wanted to tell you, it was a pleasure to watch you guys play. Um and uh, it was just, uh, it was it was awesome. And I'm very excited you guys are Gators. I would have never known that you guys would have been joining us at Florida, but it's awesome. And uh, just welcome to Gator Nation. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, thank it. you. Appreciate that.
glad you enjoyed it. All right, guys. And with that, I think we're going to wrap up. Dave, uh, David, you guys have anything else to add? Uh, I'd just like to thank you guys and thank the uh, listeners also. Yeah, I appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, thank y'all for um, joining in and listening to us and asking questions. Go you know, we, didn't, we didn't ask our one question that we usually ask during these spaces. It's, well, there's two. One is, who's the fastest guy on the team? And who's the best dancer? Oh, I'm the fastest. I don't know about the best dancer. I'm the fastest big man. That's Cap. Sorry, I'm I'm fast on my side. That's why I feel like it. No, you be moving though. I'm not gonna lie, you move. You be moving. Appreciate it. Respect. Yes, sir. Hey, Lorenzo, man, how fast is Shelton, man? I I saw you had that video with him on the uh, on the track. How fast is he, man? I think Lorenzo had to log off. He's got something going early tomorrow. Um, Oh man, I was hoping he would say. I think he had to log off, but. I was hoping you'd say as well, slow yeah, as a tor- the turtle. Best, the best dancer. Oh, wait. Here, Lorenzo's back. He heard. He must have heard you. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. What do you say? I said, uh, you, you had that video with, with Shelton from High Top Sports, man. How fast is that guy? Man, he, if the wind was blowing and Shelton was, was running with the wind... I think he'll still like still be slow, man. I can't, I can't call it, man. He, the the wind wouldn't help. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him that, man. Next time I'm on his show. All right. <laughs> All right, and then the best dancer. Well, I, mean, I think I think I think Kingsley's the uh, best dancer. <laughs> Yeah, probably Xavier or something. No, yeah, 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 Xavier. Oh yeah, Xavier. Is that is that a Kingsley and Xavier? How about Sarah Yeah, Shad dance too. How about how about we have a dance off, man? Every one of y'all just take a video and dance and see who which one is the best one. Coach Napier not a dance too. Oh no, what'd you say, Saba? Coach Napier not a dance too. Excellent. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Oh man, I gotta oh, see go. that. One more fun when I let you guys go because I, I ask it to I ask it to all of them too. If Coach Napier asks you to, what's your favorite uniform? You get to pick the uniform for any game. What uniform combination you going with? What color helmet? What color jersey? What color pants? Oh, all man. white, blue helmet. I was about to say all white, orange helmet. I like all black. The all, all black. black. All black. All black. All realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thank you guys so much for joining us. For sure. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, all right. Yeah, thanks. Right. Thanks a lot, y'all. All right, Gator Collective Spaces from this past Wednesday. And if you haven't been in one of these Gator Collective Spaces, please do feel free to join in. Listen, you don't even have to ask a question. But if you got a question, what we usually do is we ask some questions right at the beginning. Get the players warmed up a little bit, and then we insert the fans, let the fans ask some questions. So if you want to ask a question, jump in there. Even if you don't got a Twitter account, make you one. You don't have to have any followers. You can just put your name out there or whatever. Join into these spaces and ask these questions because these players love it, man. Uh, you know, we get to learn a lot about them. 
We got to learn a lot about the running backs and how they gel with the offensive line in this space. We got to learn a little bit more about special teams because Finley Graham's gone and I'm a special teams nut. And you heard Montrell Johnson talk about it a little bit. You just got to learn so much just in that one little interview. And they do these Gator Collective spaces at least a couple of times per month. That It's not even with football players. They do basketball players, gymnasts, all that. So really cool thing that Gator Collective is doing. And I don't think any other collective out there is doing something like this. So just a, a really cool experience, whether you're co-hosting it like we were this past Wednesday or not. Just listen in, man. It's fun. It's definitely fun. But folks, that will do it for this episode of Getting Swapped. And I'm currently recording this early on a Saturday morning, so I'm probably already on a jet ski or on a friend's boat on the lake drinking a cold one. And I hope you are all sitting back and enjoying a cold one listening to Getting Swapped. And I do appreciate that support as well. So as I said, a big and very critical recruiting month coming up for the Florida Gators. And I will have on a fantastic guest next week to recap what happens or doesn't happen this coming week. And we'll talk a little SEC media days here and a few other important football subjects next week on Getting Swamped. But folks, that'll do it for this episode of Getting Swamped, your latest in football statistics, special guests, and social media. Thank you for listening to Getting Swamped.